group of five people to whom I owe more than I can say. And I don't know if we're going to use this or not. We just decided to do this experimentally. We get together every year and I wanted to talk a little bit about friendship and spiritual life. So let's start with our just two names first. Kevin Meyer. I'm Mark Nelson. Chuck Bergstrom. Dr. Chuck Bergstrom. <laughs> Tom Nicholas. And uh, we're walking together through Renovation of the Heart. This is what Dallas says in a chapter called The Children of Light in the Light of the World. What is gained by human history he says the significance of human life upon the earth must either be very small or very great. Very small from the strictly natural point of view. Uh, if we uh, look at the earth, you know what? I can't read this. Kevin, can I borrow your glasses? Sure you can. You want to start over? No. No. Well, these are cool glasses. Kevin has a fashion sense. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if we represent Earth's history on a 24-hour clock from midnight to midnight, then according to the evolutionary story, our remotest human ancestors appeared at 1159. What we call the civilization of the last several thousand years is represented as a pop of a flashbulb at midnight. By any account, from the merely scientific point of view, the Earth will not support human society for any long period of time in cosmic terms. And if the future of the Earth's surface resembles its astonishing past, a few thousand more years at most. God's purposes for human history, as set forth in the Bible, are, of course, quite another matter. According to the biblical picture, the function of human history is to bring forth an immense community of people from every nation and tribe and tongue and people, as it says in the 14th chapter of Revelation, who will be kingdoms of priests under God, and who for some period of time in the future will actually govern the earth under him. They will also be on that reign with him in the eternal future of the cosmos forever and ever. So we got that going for us. Can I have those back? Please. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, otherwise I would keep them. Yes, you would. And um, thinking about what God is up to as the creation of community, leases this question of how do we depend on each other? What kind of life is possible when we are together? So I wanted you to meet my friends and hear a tiny little bit of our story and what that means to us and invite you to think about the people in your life, the friends, the children of the light, and what might ways be that you make space in your life, in your schedule for that kind of community, for those kind of friendships. Because one of the odd things about us is, although time passes very quickly, we can just go on autopilot and never actually make space for people that we can love and who love us. So I have known these guys, we've known each other since we were 18 years old, which is many years ago now, in some cases, even longer than that. And I'll tell you one thing for me that friendship does. We, we meet every year for the better part of a week and we've done it in different parts of the country. That started 25 years ago when I was going through a very difficult time, very deep depression. It was very hard for Nance and I to navigate. So it was some stuff that I needed somebody else to process with. And Chuck, who lives on the other side of the country, said, get your butt out here to Georgia. And so I did. And it was so healing because I felt like, oh, there's somebody who loves me and who loves me no matter what. 
And I think as I get older, you know, the soul is what integrates us all together. Part of why this means so much to me and probably to others is jobs come and go, people come and go, titles come and go. Um, but we knew each other when we were 18 years old. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I know that I'm loved here. And so there's a um, safety and security that I get from this little fellowship that I don't get elsewhere. Kev? Yeah, I, you asked that question, Kenneth. So my thought, my immediate word that came to me was perspective. Hmm. This idea that, you know, I, I know me, but I don't always see me kind of thing. And so out of that perspective is, is this idea of being known. I mean, I'm known by you guys spent time with you over the years some of you i've known since middle school so it's not only that you know me you actually know my family that i came from and there's something rich and really good about that because you're able to kind of in some ways see into me and see things about me that i just don't maybe myself catch and so that's part of it i would the other thing i just is in in thinking about it is you have to be intentional um and so for us let's face it, it wasn't until our kids were a little older that we were able to actually do this on a yearly basis. So that, that was helpful. The other thing on that is not only being intentional, it's just, it's fun. Every year you kind of go, I just look forward to this because I'm going to be with some people who really know me in my high times, in the who knows what year you might be in a low time or whatever it is. That's been a, a gift. And our wives love it when we come back and tell them the kind of jokes. Yes, my, my wife. Their is. appreciation for our level of wit. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a gift to them. Right? It is. It Almost is, yes. even more than us. But for some for reason, my wife doesn't agree with that. She knows it's leave your junior high humor there and don't bring it up. But anyway. Yeah. Mark? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> I was the last one actually to join the group. You guys had been doing this for a few years. And then when I moved back to the U.S. in 2006, um, John invited me to uh, join. And uh, immediately it became something I wanted to continue to do. Immediately I made a commitment with myself that I would do this every year. I would, I would make it happen, find a way to do it. Uh, and uh, yes, it has become really one of the high points of my whole year and so in addition to the laughter and uh, some which is really very highbrow uh, <laughs> you can tell but you're yeah yeah um, <laughs> and the fashion uh, sense mm -hmm. uh, the love the acceptance and really Kevin I totally agree with you um, your friends know things about you that you mm. could not possibly know mm. uh, and they can tell you things about you that uh, you would not know otherwise uh, and uh, I sometimes go through phases when my own um, interior <coughs> life is not particularly uh, <laughs> vivid and transparent to me. Uh, and so in those seasons when there are other people who can um, <laughs> tell me how I'm doing, uh, that's really important. Um, for me, I would say that the friendship, uh, for, it's it's been permission to be myself uh, and at the same same time encouragement to be a better self and uh, that's what this group does for me they love me for whom I for the person I am uh, and they accept that but they also have been just encouragement uh, to say that's great now keep growing and become a better you um, so it's, it's a magnificent group I just want to say quickly I met Kevin when he was in junior high, and he actually saved my life in a yeah. back stairwell of Lincoln Junior High School in Rockford, Illinois. When a real bully tried to beat me up, and the, 
I was a little bit quick. I ducked when this guy swung at me, and he hit Kevin, and Kevin was a hockey player. And Kevin just beat the <laughs> stew out of this guy. And then felt so bad about his violence that he decided to go into the pastorate and pay the rest of his life back uh, serving other people. But yeah. he, he saved my life when we were... Yeah, I'm a PK kid, Pastor Steve. You have to yeah. learn to do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I think one of the first words that come to comes to my mind is enjoyment. We just enjoy each other. The first few years i mean we just we laughed so hard that we cried mm -hmm. and sometimes we cried and it ended up in laughter um at first it was about the past because those are such formative years you know whether it was in junior high but we kind of came together at the age of 18 yeah. and there's there's such huge years in our lives um, but i think the group quickly became much more about the present. Like within mm -hmm. five years, it was much more about what's happening now, <clears throat> even though the old stories still have to come up from time to time. <laughs> uh, we do know each other. Um, they're, they're, we change a lot, but there's a lot that doesn't change. And uh, so that's what's been so helpful um, is just to, we all go through stuff we will go through stuff and we all have you know the, the highs and the lows and in that commitment of just kind of being together we have we've done life together in many ways and so that's that's just what's helpful uh, for me and, and sometimes we walk away from here with uh, joy or with hope or with courage that when we got off the airplane it's like no nah, that wasn't there but now it is so I'm just really glad. I love you guys, and I'm so glad that you get to meet um, this group of friends. I would not have wanted to try to do the last couple of years without them. And uh, the invitation today would just be to think about who are people in your life that are friends, or maybe that could be better friends, and how could you carve out some space once a month, once a week, once a year, whatever that looks like, um, to allow God to bring you together and change you in whatever way He wants to change you and bring you joy. See you next time. Okay, that's it. Now I'm going to walk over and turn this off. Hopefully Tim will have edited it by now. By the way, this stuff on the wall uh, is because we're very committed to agriculture and we work in the fields every time we get together. And horror movies. Mm -hmm.